Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the MES Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Reagan, joined as always by John. And today, we've got a little bit of football and basketball news we're going to break down for you. We talked about the playoffs on Monday, and we're looking forward to more playoff action this weekend. But while we're in this intermittent phase, we're going to talk a little bit of QB news. Um, the Seahawks were eliminated in the first round, but up to that point, Gino had been performing pretty good. Um, he had one of the best passer ratings in the NFL. Still, you're not convinced that that's their QB1. Let's talk about why. Yeah, I think the main issue, in my opinion, is Geno Smith played well the entire season, obviously led to the team to a good season with 30 inter- uh, thirty touchdowns, 11 interceptions, which is a good stat line to have throughout the entire season. The only problem I have is he carries a lot of baggage um, as far as the teams he's played with beforehand, you know, the the, the the Jets and the Giants. And now he's finally at Seattle the first season. The first couple of seasons didn't play because Russell Wilson was there. Russell Wilson gets sent. They give uh, him a great offensive line, a great running back, good wide receivers to play with. And he did a good job of kind of leading this team to wins and, and actually got him on the, the the right situation. They got him on the right path a little bit. Um, so I think it's kind of one of those situations where I, I just the money part is the part that worries me. Yeah, they got into the playoffs, but in both the playoff game and the game right before the playoffs, again that they sealed their playoff spot, they struggled. At least he did with getting the ball in the right spot, ha- having turnovers, having issues where he really couldn't get anything going. Had a couple good touchdown passes, but everything just kind of seemed to be off. He wasn't, you know, himself in those big moments. He wasn't the same Geno Smith. And if you're gonna pay Geno Smith to make sure he doesn't hit free agency you're going to have to pay him a great deal of money, right? And Lamar Jackson's out there. I'm not saying they should go trade for Lamar Jackson because I don't think that trade's going to be a one-for-one, one, but I think if you have Lamar Jackson situation, they're not even – they're trying to pay him, but he wants a good deal of money. Dak Prescott is a good situation, a good example of a quarterback that was paid and has not lived up to the hype in the playoffs. You could do everything right all season long and play some of the best football that you've ever played, but if you do bad in the playoffs and you don't play at the level they want you to play, the fan base doesn't want you to play, the GM isn't getting the Super Bowl, the owner's getting ticked off, all of that leads to you getting fired at some point or you being your job being called for. On this podcast, I don't call for people's jobs. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think Geno Smith, if I was out there, I'd play 10 times worth, 100, 100 times worse than Geno Smith has played this entire season. He's done a great job. Hats off to him, turning into this team, to the going the right direction, having one of the best QBRs throughout the season. Um, didn't finish that way, but you know, started out that way and then kind of taked off to the, at the ending. But the ending is the part that everyone's going to look at and say, are you worth the money? Now, the the GM and all that is going to be kind of blinded by the fact that you know he played well for their season and they, they got in the right situation. Everyone's hype about Seattle. But I think drafting a quarterback, which probably won't happen just based off what Seattle always does, which is always trade back, it's probably not likely. However, I think it's probably in their best interest to say, okay, you know, I think we should draft another quarterback. I think we should get a guy in there because Drew Locke is very rough around the edges. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's going to have to take a lot of work. So he's probably not who you're going to want to do, but you're going to have to sign him at some point. We heard, you know, news came out today that said, you know, the GM wants to bring him back. That's the desire. That's what their goal is. But drafting quarterback, you don't have to pay him nearly as much. He's not going to have the same experience that Geno Smith has. But at least you'll be able to shave and mold him into the quarterback you want him to be. Geno Smith just doesn't seem like the answers unless he can turn into, you know, clutch down the stretch. But 
throughout experience and things we've learned from the NFL, it usually doesn't work out that way. Usually, you know, the type of quarterback you are before you get signed is the type of quarterback you'll be after you're signed. Uh, and so that's the only thing that kind of concerns me is you're going to pay all this money. And can Geno Smith, you know, win the gauntlet of the playoffs? And can he even hold his own against a good NFC team? And we saw in the playoffs he was not able to do that against the 49ers. And this the defense is not even that great. So I think fixing up the defense and getting yourself a really good defensive line that's able to stop the run to accompany the great cornerbacks you have and the safeties you have and the running backs you have and the offensive line you have is way more valuable than keeping Geno Smith and paying him a great deal of money and then not going to draft someone or maybe Drew Locke comes in or something like that and letting him play a little bit and see where you're at then because I think at that point, A, you're not going to spend as much money and B, you can kind of see where you're at, but defenses win championships, right? You just need a game manager back there. You just need someone that's hungry and knows what they're doing. Now, a rookie is probably not going to know as much as Geno Smith knows, but at the same time, neither like the the playoff performing numbers aren't there for Geno Smith because he hasn't played that many times in the playoffs, and also he hasn't done it as much to prove that he's a playoff quarterback. And I think, you know. It's just a risky situation to pay quarterbacks. It's a risky situation to pay wide receivers. It's a risky situation to pay anybody. Now, there's some guys that break that mold and prove that they're worth the money. Patrick Mahomes is probably the guy that I would say is showing that the most. Lamar Jackson, I think, is also worth the money. Uh, and I really do believe that. But I think there's certain guys like Geno Smith that I don't think, you know, even though they play well for one, you know, one season, doesn't mean you need to be blinded by that and start paying him ridiculous sums of money. But that's kind of where I stand on the whole issue. I think he played great this season. I think that's kind of standalone. I just don't think it does enough to warrant a big amount of money. Now, if they were able to pay, bring him back on the contract, didn't have to pay him, I think that's a different situation because you would see where you're at before you paid him the money. But now at this point, you're going to have to pay the money on a complete emotional wave right because you've got to decide like kind of where you're at and kind of kind of just do that from there and I, I just don't think he's at the situation where he can have success in the offense for the long run I, I just think you know Dak Prescott I think is a is a you know cautionary tale a little bit about what happens when you you know you risk it all and you pay a guy too much money than he's worth I think it kind of shows that and now you know they're not in a good situation either because they don't have enough money to kind of move on from that so I think you know, the NFL is a game where you have to be sure about who you're signing and why you're signing them. And, and if he's going to be, a, you know, the powerful asset that you really want him to be. Uh, and Geno Smith just at times has played well. There's no doubt about it. But winning championships is on the front mind of every owner. Uh, and that's what they really want. And that's what every GM wants. That's what every coach wants. And that's what every player wants. But you got to make the right decisions to make sure you're in that situation. So Jim Smith, probably one of the best regular season quarterbacks you'll find out there. That's fine and good. And yeah, I know it's really hard to find that quarterback that's going to be the quarterback to turn things around and get things in the right direction. But at the same time, once you spend the money, you're stuck. Because even if you try to get rid of him, you're not going to be able to. There's only a very few amount of quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, we talked about on Monday. I think Josh Allen sits on that fringe. I think he has a lot of work to do. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray got paid, right? Now they're in a situation where they're struggling with him a little bit, right? Like, no, or not, has he got paid? I think they're close to paying or already paid. I can't remember exactly where he sits, but he's kind of in a similar situation as well. So I think they're going to have to decide, you know, where are they going? What they want to accomplish? Is Geno Smith going to get him there and not get blinded by one season and look at everything as a whole? Yeah, you're in a horrible situation because he played well and you want to see if that continues. The fan base is going to be pissed if you don't. But at the same time, you could draft a quarterback, pay him a lot less, 
and probably would be in the similar situation that you are now because your team is stout in every way. Now, also drafting a defensive guy would probably also help work in a, in a decent way as well. Maybe you can get it one of these quarterbacks. I don't really know. Uh, maybe Derek Carr would be willing to come over, but you're also to pay him. But and he's been missed interceptions. It's a not a great situation. I'm not saying I'd want to be in this situation. But I'm just laying out the facts. The facts are that he's not so far proven himself to be great in the playoffs. You have to pay him a great deal of money. That hasn't really worked out and only works off the quarterbacks that have been playing well. That's it. Nothing against Gina Smith. Really well done, my brother. But at the same time, there's issues to be had and a lot of stuff to work on. But that's kind of my take on where we're at, and that's why I'm not entirely sold on him. All right, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what are the Packers going to do with him now? Well, it sounds like they're, they want him off their <laughs> payroll. It kind of sounds like... Kind of sounds like they're done uh, with Mr. Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to trade him to an NFC uh, franchise at all. Like, nothing. Not even within the same division. So, you know, that wipes out a lot of teams. However, it is one of those situations where, you know, I don't know. It. I don't know. I feel like you're going to, with Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I think I saw Tennessee as being an option the Jets being an option, the Jets would be an interesting option for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Get to be in a green uniform still, but is it the one that you want to be in? Personally, I don't think Aaron Rodgers should come back for another season. Uh, I think he should just, you know, retire. Um, but if he does, st- you know, come back, I wouldn't go Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee is in a situation where they're anywhere close to a playoff contending team. I don't think they're at that situation. You look at the Jets. The Jets need a quarterback badly um everything else seems like it's kind of gearing up in the right direction and it seems like it could be in a fine situation uh for mr aaron Rodgers to come in there i don't think it'd be you know a problem by any stretch of the imagination so i think that would be you know a decent situation for him but it like i said it has to be an afc team which limits a lot of teams because a lot of teams already have their quarterback and they're not going to go and invest in aaron Rodgers. like tennessee the jets yeah those two teams uh, obviously need a quarterback, but, you know, the Jaguars, the, the Chargers, the uh, Chiefs, the Broncos, the teams that you would actually want to go to if you're Aaron Rodgers don't need them, right? But uh, the Packers, I don't know, because everything I've heard from them in the offseason is they kind of feel like they could go either way with Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, you could leave if you wanted to. You could stay if you wanted to. It doesn't really matter to us because we have Jordan Love behind you. We think we could put him in here. They're kind of on the up and up a little bit. I think they're in a good situation, Um I think Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay is kind of coming to a close. I think his ability as a, pa- a pocket passer and the inability to run all that well is also going to be a situation where they kind of limit themselves. Um, so I think it's kind of one of those situations where they're they're in an interesting situation. Um, and I, I think, you know, if I were them, I would probably just kind of cut my loss for Aaron Rodgers because right now, yeah, he had a situation where he got eliminated out of the playoffs. They lost to the Lions. They didn't have a great season. Yeah, they they actually are looking good, though. Uh, and if I was a Packers, I'd use that as an opportunity to trade him, get enough out of him. Because after this season, I don't know how much of a... I don't think they're going to get anything out of him that would make his his uh, trade market any bigger or smaller. Like, you're not... you're If anything, it's just going to go downhill from here. It's not going to go up. So you're kind of at that point where you're at a situation where there's a certain market of teams that would be willing to get him and have him. The only, only other problem is Tom Brady circulating out there as a guy that's also going to be kind of looking at a free agency thing, it seems like, if he doesn't retire. And then you also have Derek Carr, who's looking for a new home. So you have you know have other quarterbacks besides Aaron Rodgers that's going to be circulating out there. So making the phone call, making the deal is probably one of the smarter moves. I heard that Tennessee's also 
one of the teams that Tom Brady could also be potentially looking at as well. Um, the Raiders are probably looking at both Aaron Rodgers and and Tom Brady just because they need a quarterback. I mean, maybe you could stay with Stidham. I don't know how long how long something that that lasts. I don't know if they you know stick around if they can even have one of those guys. But I just think you know Aaron Rodgers. He's a good quarterback and has been for a lot of years. But I think it's time for those dinosaur quarterbacks, as as they're now called, such as Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers, to maybe hang them up and go to the next phase of life, which is broadcasting or just getting out of football altogether. I think that's probably where we'll end up seeing them. Maybe we'll see him for another season. But I think in particular for Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's elevating any teams anymore. I think he still has that deep ball. I think he still has all that success. But if he retired right now, he wouldn't have any blemish on his record. Right, He'd be a guy that everyone remember as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So that's probably where you want to go out if you think about it as a purely logical standpoint. Um, yeah, I think maybe you could... The other issue is if you do get traded to another squad, you're probably not very likely going to get a, a contract. Now, there's probably a way you can negotiate, but you're probably not going to get into a situation where you tell them, okay, I want I want one year only. I'm only going to be here for a year. You trade all those assets to the Packers to get me, but I'm only here for a year, so I'll sign that contract. I don't think they're going to really be that interested in that. So I think that's also a fact that that could also force him back to into Green Bay. Um, and then I just remembered while I was you know, talking about it, like there's there's all those rookies that are going to be coming in. Uh, to get you know signed and and get in as well. So there's going to be you're also be fighting teams that are just going to be drafting quarterbacks. So a lot could happen between now and then. But I think in all reality, I think it's retirement or uh, retirement or back to Green Bay for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the the market and where I, oh and Lamar Jackson's also kind of floating out as a name that possibly will leave. I thought I saw that he turned out like a hundred and thirty three million dollar guaranteed contract from the Ravens. So that's not really going in the right direction. So you got like four or three other really good quarterbacks floating around that are also possible. So I think kind of for Aaron Rodgers, it's Green Bay or retirement. I don't think you're gonna be able to uh weasel your way anywhere else. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, I agree. It's probably. I think he should probably hang him up and just be cool with the career that he had, which was a which is a pretty good. I'd career. be cool with that career yeah. too. All right, let's talk about Lakers basketball a little bit. Yeah, that was. I watched the last few games because the Lakers have been popping up in my uh, Twitter feed quite a bit with all the trades and moves that they're trying to make to to try to help their franchise out. And I watched it to see where they're kind of at, and it was a little sad to watch, honestly, because. I mean, they looked like at one point against the Trailblazers, they looked like the best team in the NBA. Like they were knocking down everything. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, LeBron James played at, at an absolutely dominant level, knocking down every three you could want, everything imaginable. So that was all fine and good, right? And that happened for a vast majority of the first quarter there, where they really slowed down the Trailblazers. They were doing whatever they wanted at the rim, at the you know from deep, and just kind of just splashed down everything. And then the fundamental flaw with the Lakers came in, and it was, you know, glaring to watch because I think the Trailblazers hung 42 points on them or more in the second quarter alone. I mean, they knocked down everything, and the Lakers I think had like 12 points or maybe 20 points in the second entire second half. So they hung like 20 extra points on them, got up by like I think the their mark or their. Uh, their their point differential was like 22 points 
uh, right going into halftime. And the Trailblazers did everything possible to keep him out of the paint, get the rebounds, dominate the paint, make sure LeBron James couldn't do anything. They tried to sub out different guys. Threes were getting launched. Threes were getting missed by the Lakers. The Trailblazers were launching threes, and, you know, Anthony Simons and, and Dame Time, they're going to knock down the threes from pretty much wherever they are on the court. And they started doing that and doing that and doing that. And uh, Nurk also played really well, and they just played some good defense on him. And the Lakers just have this issue of if they get cold, they get so cold, it's ice. You can't, they can't seem to break out of it. And it just kind of takes them down, and the Trailblazers kind of went up to a much higher, <laughs> a lot more points. And then at, coming out of halftime, they kind of came back a little bit. And then during the fourth quarter, they finally clawed back into it enough where they got into a good situation and started winning. And that's really what they're really good at is getting inside and just dominating you inside the paint. We saw that in the Clippers game as well. I think that was yesterday where they just dominated inside and made life miserable for them. And if they also, and against the Clippers, because the Clippers apparently foul a lot because they had bonus in the first two quarters where the Lakers just dominated inside, scored, and got to the free throw line without much trouble. Yeah, they also had an issue where they you know, had really cold streaks, and the Clippers took full advantage of that, uh, and they also missed a lot at the line. Uh, that's another issue. So they just, they're just they in a situation where sometimes they're able to dominate you inside uh, and under the rack and, and get into the paint and make your life miserable in there, but at times because of the shooting spells that they have, it just falls flat and it's not enough to come back and, and get into the basketball game. Uh, you have to really rely on the other team to also fall flat. And, and in basketball, I'm not talking about the the droughts that teams have for like five minutes where they only have like three points. I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking about extended periods of time for like nine minutes or something like that where they're just not hitting anything. And they're like four for 20 at, at, at three-point range. And they really, really cannot get anything going. And you're spending most of the time watching the Trailblazers score while spending pretty much zero time interested in to see what the Lakers are going to do because it's probably going to be another brick. And now they're trying to invest in different pieces to try to build something that will allow them to be, you know, scoring more efficiently. Uh, they've got all those draft choices. We heard about who they're going to go after, who they're going to trade for. Now, basically, they have the Washington Wizards drought roster, right? <laughs> if you look at it, there's been a lot of graphics out there. Their team is, a, like, basically took everyone from the <laughs> from Washington and put them on their team other than their all-stars like Bradley Beal and um, Kuzma. But other than that, it's basically the same, spot, same squad. So maybe, you know, you could turn things around there, but... If Le LeBron James can stay healthy and Anthony Davis can finally stay healthy, maybe you could see him make some sort of run at the ch at the championship. But, but honestly, this has been the last few years of the Lakers. Exactly. They, they have like the dream team every year, yes. and they still can't. But Anthony Davis needs together. to be traded. I mean, it's just at that situation. But I think they've got some good pieces. Uh, Bryant has been playing really well. He's been able to hit a lot of the shots. LeBron James. Russell Westbrook actually has been doing decent. When he gets hot, he gets really hot. So they've got some good pieces that are in there that can you know have success. They've got some guys that can you know, try to dominate inside the paint to get the rebounds. But if some team like the Trailblazers did and they shut down the paint, the Clippers were a horrible example of this. They basically struggled to get every single rebound. But the problem was they were so lethal for the correct amount of time. And yeah, they went on some like some some droughts. But those droughts were small enough that they didn't really need it affecting them. The trail or the the Lakers honestly are gonna lose LeBron James sooner rather than later, right? As soon as Bronny James comes into the league, uh, LeBron James will say, "Okay, see you, Lakers. I'm gonna go play with my son, and then I'm gonna retire." Uh, so you know maybe yeah. they get him. If they do, then they'll have um, James 
a James on their team at some, for for a while, for a while longer, but they're gonna have to build not around Anthony Davis, not around Russell Westbrook, and not around LeBron James. Because I think they need none to just stop guys. trying to have the dream All Star team and just build a functional team. I think the problem with them is they are L A. They are uh, they are the team. Like they had Kobe Bryant, right? They had they always have the legacy team for for a while, and they've always been that team that everyone looks at as that superstar team that they're trying to keep that that legacy going. Uh, and they're it's trying to appease just not working. LeBron James, and they can't keep doing that. I keep seeing articles about how they're trying to keep LeBron James on that team. And they're trying to appease him as far as like, we'll try to get this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. He's, he's trying to trying to build around him, but you're not going to keep LeBron James forever. He's made it pretty clear that he's not going to be around when the and when it's his obviously son comes not a good in. choice for the franchise. And he's not the future. So at this point, I think it's kind of one of those times you cut your losses and kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll be back on Friday with more news, and I'm looking forward to this weekend for the playoff round continuing. That'll be probably all that we talk about on Monday. I picked personally the Bengals and the uh, the Uh, Eagles. I had picked the Eagles. We talked about it a long time ago. We were talking about when the Eagles were really hot a little earlier in the season. They were like 11 and 0 or whatever. And I said that that they're my favorite for the Super Bowl. And I do. I like the Bengals. I I have almost the identical pick to you. I think that the Chiefs. Bengals match is going to be really good though. The only problem with it is, is uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes injury. So I think, yeah, I think that's what I think. Bengals, Bengals, Eagles. All right, we agree. All right. See what happens. Yep. All right, we'll be back on Friday. See ya. God bless.